As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Sound off returns after a month off. Murph, what did viewers miss? Let's find out. Lazy Kenny kept a video diary of all four Sundays. Minneapolis, Minnesota, the site of Super Bowl 52. The Eagles are never going to pull off this win. Chloe Kim, gold medal already around her neck. Chloe Kim would take Keith's lunch money. Very precise through that run. Ice dancing. I've seen better dancing from John Sears. United States has won curling gold. About time the U.S. won a gold in something that matters. Yo, Kenny, sound off back. like they didn't uh, didn't miss much hmm. all right so that's not the it's uh, not the best start but uh, welcome to sound off uh, glad to have you back the sound off hotline to call in is 515-282-9010 we missed, hotline. We've yeah. missed a month a month a month first you, the super bowl and then three winter olympic sundays and according to you that's never happened before never had sound 20, off history 22 years i've been right here or well originally i was over on the other side I rem- of the yeah station. i remember i was watching sound off i think when i was in elementary school i was watching you do sound off like i might have even been like first grade or something when you were doing sound off way back in the day is that a shot no sounds like a shot it sound, sound like a shot. Nope. Uh, sound off at 515-282-9010. It's shaping up as a march to forget Ugh. for big four men's basketball. Iowa won a game at the Big Ten tourney. John was there but could not go on a miracle run. Drake avoided Thursday but lost Friday in heartbreaking fashion. You and I won a game at Arch Madness but could not get by number one Loyola. And Iowa State is wobbling so badly, not even Cyclone fans are talking about winning the Big 12 tournament. And Iowa State has won it three of the past four years. Let's sound off. 515-282-9010. Most college basketball fans in Iowa follow Cyclones or Hawkeyes. That made a long, cold winter longer and colder. In November, Iowa felt disrespected, picked ninth in the Big Ten, and finished 12th. One low point came down 31 at home to Purdue on Chris Street Day. ISU went from six straight NCAA tournaments to last place. The Clones did upset three top 25 teams, but they also lost to Milwaukee by 18 and Tennessee by 23 at Hilton. That's not magic. When it's dark, we watch for sparks. Like this one. Wigginson splits the defense and throws Oh my goodness! Are you kidding me? That was an electrifying jolt in a game Iowa State lost by 21. Iowa's Jordan Bohannon provided a different kind of spark, one that reminds us life is bigger than basketball. 
Bohannon intentionally missed so he would not erase the late Chris Street from the record book for consecutive free throws made. Bohannon knows Street's streak never ended. He died before he could shoot another free throw. Bohannon's noble gesture of respect brought emotional appreciation from Street's parents and more nationwide positive PR than Iowa basketball has had in years. Yet even Bohannon's selflessness had critics. As Dale Carnegie said, any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, and most fools do. We'll gladly take Bohannon's gesture and Wigginton's jam, then look forward to better years ahead. All right, Keith, I'm going to stay on the positive train right here. This Hawkeye basketball season will not go down as one for the record books. It's a season fans want to forget. Four months ago, there was buzz. Players confident that this was going to be a magical season. It was anything but. This is the most disappointing season since Steve Alford was coaching Reggie Evans and Luke Recker, except that team at least made a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. Sure, the Licklider teams were really bad and Fran's first season was overall worse, but those teams had zero expectations, and that's what this is about. At Media Day, this team was confident, all smiles, soaking in the praise, ready to prove doubters wrong. There was no hiding. The Hawkeyes welcomed all expectations and felt they could deliver. It never happened. Although I think we have to admit that we thought we'd win more games than we did. Okay, I think we have to readily admit that. So what next? A lot will depend on the future of Tyler Cook. Does he go pro or come back to Iowa? In my opinion, Cook is not ready for the NBA. But if he wants to make money while playing the game of basketball, who am I to say that's a bad decision? If he bolts, it's an enormous loss. Highly touted recruit Joe Wieskamp out of Muscatine will start from day one, but he's not a savior. If we're being honest, Iowa would be better off if two to three players looked at playing elsewhere next season, opening the door for some new blood and transfers. This team has some pieces, but not enough, and certainly not enough defense. McCaffrey needs to pull a Norman Dale, take the balls away during practice, run drills in between chairs, work on defense for weeks. Next year, there won't be near the buzz. And maybe that's a good thing. I like the Hoosiers idea. And how many times will they pass, John? Four. Four passes before Four. we take a shot. All right, Ron is in Creston. Uh, Ron, what are your thoughts here on the Hawkeye basketball season? Yeah, I was just wondering if you guys thought they had a chance for the NIT. They do not. You have to have a winning record now, I believe, for the NIT. So they will not be playing in the NIT, and and, and Iowa State will not either, unless they go on some crazy run. Yeah, uh, Iowa State's is, only hope is to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, by winning they have to win the whole, the whole the thing. The Big 12 tournament. Yeah. And, and uh, boy, it's hard to imagine that happening. Even as you said, uh, in the sports cast, Iowa State has won three of four. We look here at Iowa highlights, and, John, the Hawks did show some glimmer here at the end of the season. They did play some decent basketball at the Big Ten Tournament, and the team they lost to in overtime went on to win the Big Ten Tournament title today. So what you're saying is <laughs> the Hawkeyes lost in overtime to Michigan, so that means Iowa's the second best team in the Big Ten because Michigan blew everybody else out, right? That's exactly what I'm not saying, John. <laughs> no, but let, let's be honest. They, they beat Northwestern, they beat Illinois, and they took Michigan to overtime. The season did not go the way they wanted. But that was a great shot right there, though. That was Man. great. But they played pretty well in the final couple games of the season. They could, they could have beaten Michigan. They just didn't. So they ended, a, I guess you could say, on a little bit of a positive note. 
Not much. But overall, it was it was a down, down year. They did at least win a game of the Big Ten tournament for the first time in yeah. five years. All right, it is time for lookalikes with a local connection, Tiny Ref Judges. Former Iowa State offensive coordinator Tom Manning, he's now uh, with, the, with the Colts. Uh, looks like award-winning something about actor, something about Mary actor Chris Elliott. This is submitted by Central College offensive line coach and Dexfield High School grad Eric Jones. Tiny ref. That's a pretty good one right there. That is pretty good. That was kind of an exhausting introduction yeah, you, there. It took a while to get to it that. It did take a while. Olympic figure skater Brady Tennell. Looks like Channel 13's Amber Alexander, or Amber Alexander looks like Brady Tennell, however you want to look about it. This is according to J.S. in Johnston. Not me. Not J.S. I'm not. Well, you don't live in Johnston, do you? No. All right, well, stop interrupting. Uh, Tiny Ref, is this a match? Mm. No, it's not, not a it. match. Guys, before we put the Olympics away for good, let's look back at a few of the most memorable moments. We'll use the term memorable kind of loosely. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13 like uh, Drake Athletic Director Brian Harden. He writes, Love the seasons by Drake Bulldogs men's basketball and Drake women's basketball. 39 combined wins was tops in the state. 28 combined at Valley Hoops wins were six more than the next closest school and best in the conference. It's a great time to be a Bulldog. And John, I think uh, you know, Jamie Pollard, Gary Barta, David Harris, step up your game. Let's get those sound off letters going. Yeah, get them into us right now. We'll get you on TV. <laughs> David writes, ISU 17-18 basketball season equals riding a roller coaster. One minute screaming in fear and dismay, and the next in exhilaration and glad when it's over. You can't get off the ride. Jeez, man, David's really reading a lot into the season. Well, for three straight Sundays, uh, you could only watch Sound Off on Facebook's Sound Off Nation thanks to the Olympics. You sound bitter. It's not me, it's Andy. Well, the Winter Olympics are over, and I'd say that they did provide me with some entertainment in the same capacity that finding that nickel on the street did provide me with some added income. All right, it wasn't that bad. There was snowboarding and women's hockey and a Hungarian skier who was neither a real Hungarian or a good skier. But I have to say that among the most memorable moments of all came courtesy of the Russians. Not so much watching them win or watching them lose, but rather just watching them continue to get in their own way. We will remember the 2018 games as the ones that introduced us to the concept of doping in curling. Yeah, you mean performance enhancing drugs work so well and are so widespread that they've even penetrated Olympic events that require no running, throwing, lifting, jumping, or flexing of one's muscles at all? Well, apparently so, because the Russian curlers were doping. And we'll remember the 2018 games for Russian bobsledder Nadezhda Sergeyeva, who proudly wore this shirt in an Instagram video in early February and then was busted for doping a few weeks later. And let me get this straight. Russia was banned from these Olympics from the very get-go for doping. 
but then their athletes were allowed to compete under the title of Olympic Athletes of Russia, and then those athletes went off and doped in the Olympics? Well, way to go, IOC. You really showed them. You know, this reminds me of the time a kid in my neighborhood was grounded to his bedroom for the weekend. His room had a TV and a Nintendo, and that weekend he beat Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda. Look, IOC, there's dope that you should be concerned about, all right? And that dope is you. As in, you look like one, and you were played for one, and after Sochi, Rio, and now Pyeongchang, you have become the most consistent source of Olympic talking points, and that is not a good thing. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Andy, we appreciate it. We'll pick a big four college basketball player of the year. It's a lot of, this is a lot of pressure. It's John, a lot of pressure. Are you sure we want to do this? I don't. It's right, we're going to pick a, Will? Yeah, let's do it next, live on Soundball. Who's in your five? It's the Big Four Men's Basketball Player of the Year. Just missing UNI's Bennett Cook and Iowa's Tyler Cook just blew by us at number five. So we're going to pick it up at number four with Iowa State's Cameron Lard. Mm -hmm. Johnny's inconsistent, but yeah. at times dominant. He's going to be a problem in the future for opposing teams. Steve Prohm needs to keep him on track because he's got potential to be an NBA player. Uh, number three, Iowa's Jordan Bohannon. He's actually underrated because he had little help at the two. He will likely go down as a top five player in Iowa history in, in, in all the record books. Assists, scoring, free throws, everything. Keeps this pace yeah. up, yes. Uh, number two, Iowa State's Lindell Wigginton. The player on this list with the most potential, capable of dominating, taking over a game. And he can dunk, too. If you and, and he can dunk. Yeah, yeah we, we kind of mentioned that. We're going to get to that again later. Our big four player of the year, though, is Drake's Reed Timmer. He averaged 20 points a game. First team All-Valley, he became Drake's all-time leading scorer, and he is an excellent student in the, uh, at, at Drake University on top of everything else. It's, it's hard to argue with, with, with the Reed Timmer choice. I mean, he, and he's a good guy, too, and Drake had a turnaround season. Yeah. So, yeah so. Yep, glad to see him uh, doing so well. He went through a lot. Randy is in Urbandale with a thought on uh, Tyler Cook. John, um, before we get to Randy's thought, John, you asked Tyler Cook about his future. Yeah. And, he, and Tyler Cook has since tweeted that he's not transferring to Missouri. That's a rumor that was apparently out there. Mm -hmm. But Cook sounded like a guy who might test his pro potential. Yeah, and, and we've kind of heard those rumors a little bit. He was noncommittal when we asked him whether he'd be back at Iowa next year. And he basically said, I don't want to answer those questions right now, being very just kind of vague about everything. And he wants to play pro ball. We know that. And he's only a sophomore, so... Uh, there's a chance he could go pro, and like I said, I don't think he's an NBA player yet, but who knows? Maybe he wants to play pro somewhere else and just, you know, maybe not you know, having a whole lot of fun going to doing the college life. And so. maybe he'll get the feedback he needs, which is to play better defense, to mm -hmm. uh, be more consistent, to develop more of a jump shot, and that could help him at Iowa. Because now you can get um, uh, looked at by the NBA scouts and you can come back. Right. So he, he very well could go get the progress report or whatever and then come back and, and still come back to Iowa. Uh, Randy and Urbadale, what do you think? Um, you answered most of my questions. Um, he said he wasn't going to Missouri. Uh, he he, he tweeted else. that. Yep, he tweeted that he was uh, not. That was never in the plan to go to Missouri. 
but he could, he could go somewhere else. He would, have to, he, would, mark. he would have to sit out a year, and mm-hmm. that would surprise me because most guys who love basketball the way Tyler Cook do do not want to sit out a year when they're a starter. Now, they'll they'll go sit out a year if it means they get to play somewhere because most of these guys don't want to sit on the bench, but he's a starter, and he'll be a starter next year. So I, I it just to me, unless he was really unhappy at Iowa, it would make no sense to transfer. If they can get a Juco point guard, do you think he might stay? Uh, I don't really know that he's going to be looking at the, the future roster of, at Iowa, and that's going to be the deciding factor. On I think it's he feedback on whether he can yeah. get paid yes. enough money to play pro ball. If he gets the feedback from the NBA people or the pro people saying, you know what, you can, you're gonna, you can play in the G League, and in a couple of years you could probably be on a pro team, I can see him leaving. I don't think it's dep- going to depend on the roster next year, but uh, as far as Juco point guard, yeah, Iowa could use one. You know, I heard you talk to Fran McCaffrey a couple times this week when at Madison Square Garden, he, he never seemed discouraged or upset or even angry at this team. Even at the end, he sounded like, in many ways, he's proud of these guys. I think he's proud of the way that they kept battling. And, and I will say this about Iowa. It, they had a couple down games this year, but a lot of the games that I watched, they did give max effort. They were playing hard out there. And you know what? Sometimes you're just not good enough to beat somebody, okay? And that happened a lot with Iowa this year. But I feel like at the Big Ten tournament, they gave max effort in these two games against Illinois, and they almost beat Michigan. So the, the talent and the uh, defensive execution just was not there this year. And Luca Garza was uh, better He's gonna be than good. expected. Yeah. There is no doubt Cyclone fans know how to take over Kansas City and turn the Sprint Center into Hilton South. But will that happen this year? Will Michael Admire ride the bowl? These are questions <laughs> that we you need to know that's going to happen. Uh, John and I discuss next in Face Off. Plus time for more of your live phone calls. We have an open line right now, 515-282-9010. You can email us, sound off at whotv.com. Ryan writes, I didn't listen to an Iowa podcast or watch a game since January. Other than look at the final scores, I was frustration-free for a month, lost five pounds. Oh. Coincidence? Now that Iowa season is over, no signs of roster improvement for next season. I will continue to be frustration-free and apathetic. Mm. Wow. Danny writes, after this year's basketball season, it's clear Fran McCaffrey is underpaid and underappreciated. <laughs> I'm confident Gary Barta is working on a contract extension that will pay Fran at least twice as much as Ferris. Sarcasm can be seen mm. on the screen. All right, time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Keith, Larry Eustachie resigned this week from Colorado State. Reports say Eustachie was verbally abusive to many of his Ram players. We've heard this from former Cyclone players. Eustachie can flat-out coach, but his style fits a different era, not this one. Some players respond to you, Stacey's berating, but many don't. I think he's out of second chances. I do, too. The Big Ten tournament was played in New York City. Many people didn't like the move. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it's too far for fans from the Midwest to travel, but I will say the tournament was better than I thought it would be. The crowd was not great on the first day, but I believe the final two days were sold out. I think it will return to New York, not anytime soon, but it will be back. I'll admit it exceeded my expectations, too, watching on television. But the Big Ten tournament belongs where most of the Big Ten is, the Midwest. And it's tough to beat Indy. Iowa State fans are known to take over Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. 
Will they this week despite the disappointing season? No. Cyclone fans will show up stronger than any last place team in conference history. But unless Iowa State wins two games, we won't see the sea of red. The Drake women finished undefeated for the second straight year wow. in the Missouri Valley Conference. 40 straight conference wins. That's crazy. This is the one, of mo one of the most dominating runs, regardless of conference, men or women. It's mind-blowing. Drake isn't UConn, where there's a clear talent difference. Most of the credit goes to Jenny Baranchek. She knows how to get the most out of her yeah. players. Imagine the rest of the Valley is sick and tired of Drake basketball, but that is a sign of respect. It is. Iowa center Megan Gustafson was named Big Ten Player of the Year. She leads the country in scoring, field goal percentage, and is top five in double-doubles and rebounding. Yet, somehow she's not a finalist for the best center in the country. Makes no sense. It's ridiculous. Gustafson also deserved unanimous Big Ten Player of the Year, and the coaches put her second. Shame. Mm. The Shame. media got it right. Shame. Over under, overrated. Winter Olympics. Underrated, sound off live. That's a little conceited, isn't it? If conceited is defined as keeping it real, then yeah, I guess it is. All right, a moment ago, uh, I was explaining to John yeah. that the shape of water has apparently won best picture, and John didn't know what it was, so I was trying to explain to John the premise of shape. Oh, oh all right, on. you guys know what Olympic sport this is? It's called wrapping it up. Neither of you would place or medal. You got one minute. Keep it tight. That's a little bit harsh What's by wrong the with tiny rep. I was explaining shape of water. All right. All right. So, John, it is about a, uh, a sexually frustrated uh, mute woman who <laughs> lives. It sounds lives, good already. <laughs> She lives above a movie theater. Okay. And uh, she um, she falls in love with a swamp monster at work. <laughs> this is the best movie of the year. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I saw a sexually frustrated woman who's a mute falls in love with a swamp monster. And she, this is the movie of the hang year. Hang on. I'd rather watch the Eagle Cam. There it is. There's the Eagle Cam. I this. I've seen Shape of Water. I would rather watch the Eagle Cam. This is better. It's more patriotic. And here's the best part. You don't have to worry about this eagle having sex with a swamp monster. <laughs> <laughs> that woman has a lot of sex with the swamp monster. She does. I mean, it's a beautiful movie. It looks great up on the screen. But again, she falls in love with a swamp monster merman. Are we sure this is this is a real movie you're talking? About. Like this is not a fake. I this isn't like I saw written directed it, I saw by the it with my mother, and I will never be over it. I, that was my maybe that's the problem I have with it. I don't want to. Really embarrassed. Uh, this week's shout out goes to Indian Hills. The Warriors are 32 and zero. That'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. You'll like this one, Cyclone fans. <laughs>